everybody. Ken Magner here from SEM Geeks, Senior PPC Strategist. I'm here to talk to you today about PPC and the parallels it has to fantasy football. As anyone who knows me from work, friends, family, knows I'm pretty big into sports and definitely into fantasy football. It's actually one of those things that kind of got me into PPC, given the analytical side of things, just looking at numbers, research, and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of what drew me in when I first started working at uh, SEM Geeks. So today I want to take you through some of the parallels between the two, um, just to show how you can kind of look at PPC as a whole um, and just kind of think about it in a different spectrum if you're trying to understand the best way to implement strategies and so, so on and so forth. So let's dive in here. First off, we have results come from preparation. Um, this is going to be true in a lot of different things. You could probably give me several different overarching topics and I can make this comparison, but definitely looking at PPC and fantasy football, this is an easy one for me to make here. On the PPC side, you can't just go and launch campaigns and expect results. Um, there's a lot that goes into it um, beforehand in the background. Keyword research, if you're going to run a keyword search campaign, first and foremost, you need to have an understanding of your CPCs, where those are going to come in at. You need to know what kind of landing page you're sending traffic to as well, because that's also going to have a large impact on the keywords you bid on, because you're not going to bid on keywords if they're not really prevalent on your landing pages. So those two things are definitely going to go hand in hand. And you're also going to want to make sure your codes are in place for all of the tracking from analytics, Facebook pixels. Um, general conversion codes as well for all these different platforms because if you go and just launch a campaign um, then come the end of your campaign run if there's no nothing to measure based on analytics on-site time conversions themselves you just ran that campaign without getting a true understanding of what the true results are so you need to do that up front make sure all of that's implemented and in place because if you don't do that, the back end is going to be a bit messy. And kind of looking at that from the fantasy football perspective, you can't just go into a draft without any research um, and just expect to pick a winning team. You have to understand the ADP, where players are being drafted. Um, you're not going to take Tom Brady in the first round, even though he's a big name. It's just in the fantasy world, that's something you're not going to do. Um, you need a general understanding of each player at each position just to get a sense of who you feel might be a breakout, a sleeper, who's going to be a bust and underperform um, to avoid drafting those guys. And also, it's kind of similar to PPC with the structuring. When you're laying out your strategy for PPC, you have to understand, all right, I'm going to do a keyword search campaign, a display campaign with remarketing on both Google and Facebook. You're kind of laying out this overall picture. And when you're in a draft, too, you're looking at, all right, the first round, I'm going to take a running back. Second round, I'm going to take a receiver. So now when you come around to the third round, you've got a little balance between two positions. So it kind of opens things up. You can kind of go a bunch of different directions. Whereas in the first two rounds, say you take two running backs, wide receiver might be a little thin by the time you get to the third round. So now you're, you're kind of backing yourself into that corner. of You're not necessarily going to look at a running back here in round three, but it's one of those where you might feel there's value there and then you can build on late value at wide receiver. There's a lot of different moving parts. And again, you have to go in with that general sense for those first few rounds of, I want to kind of come out of the first five rounds with two backs, two receivers and a quarterback, for example. Um, that's kind of like looking into the PPC side saying, Hey, 
I want to have a keyword search and a remarketing campaign up by month one. And then come month two, we'll consider looking at some social campaigns. So these are going to change because each draft or each campaign run are going to be different. But it's one of those going in. It's nice to have that general sense and that plan. So don't rush things. Um, take your time when it comes to prep work. Um, you want to do it right um, because the last thing you want is to just throw something up there or go into a draft and just hope for the best. Hoping for the best is never the the right strategy. You always want to have something laid out and planned out. And without that, the end result's just simply not going to be good. Um, so go on with those goals, go on with the mindset of what you're going to do and adapt on the fly. Secondly, you don't want to overlook some external factors as well. Um, one of the, my favorite parallels here on PPC and fantasy football are your budget and your draft slot. So you go in, your boss tells you that you've got three grand to spend this month. That's an external factor because that's your number. You can't just go in and be like, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this because that's going to take 10 to 15 grand to do. So right out of the gate there, you're limited by that budget per, in this particular instance. So you have to take that into account. You can't just throw things out there and say, I want 10 things for that budget because it's just not feasible. In a draft setting, you might be pick number 12 in the first round. You're not getting a guy like a Christian McCaffrey or a Saquon Barkley. It's just not going to happen. You have to understand that going in, that that external factor of having the 12th pick is not going to allow you to do a Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley type of pick, whereas you're looking more at the Josh Jacobs, the Aaron Joneses of the world, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's one of those where you just need to know going in, that's what the plan is going to be, and that's a factor that you need to account for. Secondly, this is an easy one, competition in both worlds here. In PPC, if you're on like a keyword search campaign, you're not the only one there bidding on that keyword. You've got other competitors out there also bidding on that keyword. So that's going to alter your CPCs. Um, so it's going to alter your placement of your first spot, the third spot, the fifth spot. Um, all of that is going to take into account your results because what other people are doing. Same thing from a draft setting. Again, your pick number 12, you're honing in on Josh Jacobs for the first round. If he goes pick number 10, it's nothing you could do about it. He's off the board before you get the chance to pick. So now you have to adapt and you have to alter your results based on what someone else is doing. Ad policies and creative capabilities are two other things in the PPC world. If you're in the medical vertical, for example, you can't necessarily remark it via Google. Um, these are the types of things that you have to go into knowing and account for. And the creative capabilities are you might have a great product to do video ads, but if you don't have the team to put together the proper video ad, it's something that you're just not going to be able to run. You need the capability of making that asset. Same thing with imagery. If you want an HTML5 based ad, if you don't have the team and the capability of doing such a thing, you're simply not going to be able to use it and leverage it. Kind of like two other external factors from football, you might draft a running back or a quarterback. If he's got a terrible offensive line, it might make him a bad pick, even though he's a great player. Um, you might have a quarterback who just gets no time in the pocket to throw. He's getting sacked constantly, kind of gets hurt in week three because he's getting hit so much. So going into the draft, you might avoid that quarterback because his offensive line is a lot worse than another quarterback who's of similar talent in the same draft slot. And then injuries are a big one in football. They're going to pop up. You can't expect them. These are kind of similar to like disapprovals on ads. Sometimes you don't expect them to come through for an unknown reason. 
They do pop up because there's something on the back end of your website that Google crawled and found they don't like, for example. So those are ones you have to adapt to on the fly. So always be prepared to be able to be agile and adjust your strategy as needed. Um, don't lock in and say, this is absolutely, I have to do this. I'm going to ride or die with this. And if it doesn't work, we're done. That's not the way to go about it. You definitely need to adapt and change. Um, and don't let surprises kind of shake you up. You have to expect the surprises, even if you don't know what exactly they're going to be. Just be, be prepared to pivot. Then looking at things from a tiered approach. So this is one that I'll start with the fantasy football aspect of it first. You go into these drafts, they're going to be at least 15 rounds. So you need to know where the value is. So kind of going back to that Tom Brady example, for starters, he's not a first-round pick. But in general, the value of quarterback typically comes from rounds 7 to 11. So while I love Patrick Mahomes as a player, I'm not going to draft him in the second round because, yes, his numbers are going to be better than the quarterbacks I draft in round 8 and 9. But the drop-off might not be as significant versus the running back I could have gotten in round two versus round eight or nine. So knowing those kind of things, you have to look at things from, all right, the first five rounds, I want to accomplish this. The next five rounds, I want to accomplish this. And knowing where that value lies will kind of help you mold that strategy. On the PPC side, you don't have to launch every campaign you're planning on launching on day one. You can go into it, say, I want to launch with keyword search and remarketing. That's a great base. You're going to start getting some results in here. But then from there, after you get some initial results, now you can start testing the, the LinkedIn's, the Twitter's, the Facebook's, the TikTok's, and all these other social platforms that might not have the keyword intent that Google's going to give you, that Bing might give you. So go into it knowing that you can take steps. You don't have to just throw it all up at the same time. Don't say, all right, I'm going to wait to launch keyword search until I've got my creatives ready for social. You're gonna, you can get that testing in, get some data. That's the thing with PPC, it's a lot of data. You need that data to perform and you need that data to help you make decisions for moving forward. So account for the multiple platforms, but account for it in that tiered approach. Don't just throw it all up at the same time. Um, if you're running multiple, the reporting's gonna be a little bit messier as well because you have to account for this is running, this is running, and this is running. You're also then accounting for budget being split as well. So um, looking at things in that way, um, it's all about the long-term strategy. Yes, Mahomes is the sexy pick in round two, but it's not necessarily the right one. Launching Facebook as your first campaign, you might think is like, oh my God, to have to be on Facebook and Instagram, but that can come in phase two, where that value comes after you've kind of had that presence via Google search and remarketing. Also, remember there are those different options to pick from. So this is an easier parallel again, just because You've got different platforms. I've mentioned several already. Google, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of these different ones. There's different positions in a draft. Running back, receiver, quarterback, tight end, kickers, and defense. So those are their own buckets. And then within each bucket, there are kind of smaller buckets. So in this case, we've got different campaign types. On Facebook, it's not necessarily a campaign type, but you've got single image ads. You've got carousels. You've got on LinkedIn, you've got sponsored content, you've got the in-mails. There's different levels within each one. So is Google search right for you or is custom intent on display right for you? Look at that from the football side of things. What quarterback? Is Daniel Jones your quarterback? Is Aaron Rodgers your quarterback? There's two different quarterbacks. 
they're going to produce different results. On the PPC side, there's two different campaign strategies within the same platform that are going to produce different results. In-mails aren't going to give you as much direct traffic to your website, but you're probably going to reach more people, whereas the sponsored content, which is going to cost more for a CPC, it's going to drive more clicks to your website, but they're going to be pricier clicks. So those are the types of things you're kind of evaluating the strategy like you would be evaluating a player, in this case, Daniel Jones versus Aaron Rodgers. So making those decisions, it's one of those you might not make the right decision out of the gate, but then you can learn from it and then you adapt again. So if you kind of launch the in-mail campaign and you're not pleased with the results after a month or two, you don't have to continue. You can shift gears there, whereas in season you picked a quarterback who's underperforming, you drop that player and you pick up a new quarterback. So again, it's all about adapting within those tiers and those kind of options you're picking from. And finally, don't overlook the management. So in fantasy football, the draft is the fun part. You go in, you're all excited, you're hanging out with your buddies, and you're picking your players. But once you get in season, you can't just set it and forget it. You're going to have bye weeks. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have people underperforming. Same thing with campaigns. You build this campaign. You think it's going to be the greatest thing in the world, but it's just not always the case. So you build the campaign, you launch it. You just can't let it run for 13 weeks and just not look at it. There's going to be certain keywords that might be overspending without converting. There might be certain states that are seeing a lot of conversions, but you have the chance to up the bid in that state or break it out into its own campaign. There's a lot of different small moving parts that you can optimize to improve the results, even if you're happy with results. There's always that chance for improvement, and you want to stay on top of things. Just because you're happy with results don't just let it sit there and run itself because you can always add keywords, change your bidding strategy. There's a lot of different pieces there to consider. On Facebook, you might have a bunch of different creatives running. Maybe one of them is outperforming the other three. So you want to keep that one running while swapping in three new ones to test out three new ones. There's always different things to look at. And if you feel like there is no where to just optimize or, or uh, tweak, always look for testing opportunities. Um, because in the PPC world, there's always something to test. So that wraps things up here. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Um, we're a couple weeks away from the football season. I'm in full fantasy prep mode along with just the general PPC day-to-day. -day. So I hope this was helpful for all of you as you're prepping for some PPC campaigns and possibly some fantasy football drafts as well. And good luck, everybody.